Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 17, Chapter 192. He heals Claudio Neri when he was suffering in his feet and kidneys. Shortly after the death of the blessed man, Claudio Neri was suffering from a severe pain in his right side, caused in some way by his kidneys. And this had been going on for two months. The pain affected him continually. And he was so ill and so miserable that if it became necessary for any reason to move him, the pain forced him to scream aloud as some way of making it more bearable. As the disease developed, new pains appeared without lessening the old. For Neri began to suffer greatly in his left knee. He endured this new pain for three or four hours, afraid that if it increased, it would stop him sleeping, like a previous attack which he had suffered a few days before in the joints of his left hand. Giving up hope in human aid, he turned to God, but the two severe sources of pain compelled him. Accordingly, he applied to the affected parts Philip's linen nightcap, in a bag containing some of his hair. And immediately he was cured of all his pain. On the following day, Neri told all the friends who visited him about the miracle, in gratitude for the benefit he had received. There were some who told him that it could have occurred entirely naturally, or just by chance. So God permitted it to happen that on the following day, he was affected by a new pain, this time in his right knee, quite as acute as the former ones. In order to make it clear that the previous pain had been relieved by the intervention of God and by no human aid, Neri resolved to resist this new pain manfully and to bear it until the evening. He refused to apply the relics of Blessed Philip to the affected part knowing by experience that pains of this type increase as the day declines towards evening and become more acute. As night fell, the pain and its accompanying fear increased much and became so great that he could scarcely bear it. Anticipating that he would once again be unable to sleep, he decided to apply the same remedy to his disease and as he did so, the pain and the swelling disappeared at once. These two miracles brought double joy to Neri and his family, and the holiness of Philip became more widely known. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to, who, whom's God, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. 
Saint Philip Neri, Choices of Priests, Apostle of Rome, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the Old Testament, there is the profound story of Job, who lived apparently in pre Israelite times. He was not Jewish. He was a holy man who was very close to God, who was not a descendant in any way of Abraham. And he was blessed with children and lands and animals and property. And the devil, as the story goes, told God that he only was obedient to God because he was blessed so much. And if God took away all of his stuff, he would curse God. And God said, well, okay, go ahead. Just don't touch his life. And Job took away his children. The devil took away. There was catastrophes. He lost his children, all his flocks, everything. And he still did not curse God. And then the devil said, well, if he touches health, then he'll curse you. And God said, okay, do what you want to him. Just don't take his life. And so Job endured terrible boils and physical pains. And uh, he just wanted to die. He was suffering so much. And even his wife was blaming him for his faith. And later on in the story, three friends come to try to convince Job that all these things have happened to him because he must have done some sin. And they argue with him like in a courtroom. And Job keeps telling them, I've looked in my heart. I've done nothing wrong. I, I, there's nothing that I've done that brought this on. The Lord gave, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But Job was suffering so much that, in fact, when they came to see him, they sat apart from him for days. So pitiful was his condition. Well, what does that have to do with tonight's reading? Well, in tonight's reading, instead of consoling and congratulating Claudio, his friends come and question what happened to him. They, they try to give him another story. Now, of course, it's not exactly like Job, because in Job's case, his, Job had not yet been healed, but his friends, again, weren't consoling him. They weren't offering him help. They were trying to blame him. They were trying to make him feel guilty. Well, Job, of course, is a type of Christ a anticipation of Christ. Because at the end of the book of Job, Job makes a great act of faith in the resurrection. Job acknowledges that one day he will see his flesh alive and well. He makes a declaration of faith in his Redeemer who lives. And in the end, Job, after being corrected by God for being a little bit imprudent in the way he insisted on his innocence is basically defended by God and his innocence is acknowledged and everything is restored to him. Well, when Christ was in his agony in the garden, who did he take with him? Three friends. And he prayed and prayed and prayed. He was sweating blood. He was suffering so much as he took upon himself all the sins of the world. And he came to his friends and what did he find them doing? Sleeping. His friends did not console him. His friends had let him down. They could not watch with him even one hour. And so in tonight's reading, we are reminded of Job, reminded of Christ himself, 
in this little story of Claudio. Because if Claudio had complained to the Lord, why are my friends not supporting me? Why are they putting you into question? Why are they somehow not encouraging my faith? He may have been told to think of these stories that we've just talked about. God leads us all to himself. Yes, he sends us friends. And often it's through our friends that we learn friendship. And through our learning friendship with other people, we learn how to be friends with God. That's what charity is, friendship with God. But in the end, it's God alone who is the one we long for. It's the life of God that we want to share in. Yes, we want our friends to share in that. Yes, we form a mystical body. But our husbands, our best friends, our children, our spiritual fathers, none of these human beings on their own will satisfy us. None of them are God. And the Lord allows us to be disappointed. The Lord allows us to be let down. The Lord allows us to even be betrayed at times. He himself was betrayed. But he learned obedience by what he suffered. And having become obedient, he was made perfect and the source of our salvation. So let us ask the Lord tonight to give us courage. Let us ask the Lord tonight to give us the grace and the wisdom to carry our cross. Because from the cross, we come to the resurrection. Every Good Friday is followed by an Easter Sunday. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.